I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast, the greatest podcast that ever was or will be. The lone wolf dies, but the podcast survives. We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we're here to make Westeros great again. My name is Kevin of House Ghostbusters. My name is Andrew of House Felix Sater. Okay, Kevin, we are here to cover the seventh episode of the seventh season. Mm. Seven, seven, you know, seven gods, seven kingdoms, seventh episode of the seventh season. The dragon and the wolf. A couple things that we learned. We learned the we had the first weigh in and press hype uh, machine for the uh, Clegane Bowl, the first first event. So like, we just got this Mayweather McGregor thing. They went all over the world promoting the fight. This was the first press event. Right. Yeah. We we didn't get much out of the mountain though. That was he just kind of mean mugged. Uh, I hope we get a little bit more from the mountain <laughs> before the before the press thing ends because that was not very compelling. Well, and maybe that's going to be his thing. He's more stoic. He's gonna, you know, Conor McGregor's gonna like be yapping his ear off. The Hound's gonna be yapping his ear off about like, oh, you're so ugly, you're so ugly. The mountain's just gonna be like, nope, I'm focused on on beating you. Just focused. And the mountain's gonna take out a wad of one dollar bills and throw them right up at the mount or at the <laughs> Hound. <laughs> That's so. That's what's going to be. So anyway, the Clegane Bowl is going to be huge. We can't just go right into the fight. We got to have some press events. We got to have some some. You you. They basically brought the entire kingdoms together to see this this uh, Clegane Bowl press event. That was brilliant. You can have no bigger. Yeah, the publicity was out of out of control. That was a great great move by them. Uh, we also learned that uh, oh, J- Cersei and Jamie broke up. I think. Yeah. They're the, at least uh, on a break. This was a weird storyline, like something that's lost here. I didn't. That was that was something I didn't really think about until like a couple minutes ago. She that, about killed him. I, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot happened in that episode. But like one of the biggest things was freaking freaking uh, Cersei lost her uh, her right hand man. Her dude. Not her right hand man. Like her, her dude. He doesn't yeah. have a right hand. Like I was going to. Yeah. I mean, her, her left hand man. But her guy. Her, guy, her her main squeeze. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, uh, so anyway, Cersei and Jamie, rest in peace. At least, for, at least for the moment. Um, Littlefinger got got. Yeah, we got some hot takes about Littlefinger to come. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, Littlefinger got got. I I I don't know what I think about it. It was it was a pretty interesting scene. I liked the scene, but you know what? I thought he would go out better. I thought he would go out. Like there's no no way I think he wouldn't go out. But go out like that. That's the reason like go it. out. I didn't like it. He's better than that. Uh, and we also learned that uh, John and Danny made incest cool again. <laughs> is it incest if you don't know better? Like, uh, oh yeah, oh it question. totally, it totally is. <laughs> no, it's not like oh we didn't know. It is what it is. Okay, I mean yeah, I I agree. I think, but I you know, I, did they make it cool again, or did they just like do it on accident, and then they're gonna find out and be like, oh, awkward, uh, my aunt, <laughs> I. I don't know. Hot take. They never find out. Oh, that is a hot take. Never, never revealed to them. So who knows? We know that Sam knows. We know that Gilly like knows something, but doesn't really know. She knows half of it. We know that Bran Bran knows. knows. Hard to say if Varys knows. Mm. He'd be the only other one. Maybe Littlefinger might have known, but he's known. But he's dead. And then Howland Reed, Mira's dad, would probably know. Howland. Yeah. So not very many. Yeah. Anyway. Hot take. 
hot take. Well, we're going to get to some scorching hot takes later on. Um, we've also got the box score and the MVP talk. Um, we're going to play <laughs> Littlefinger's game. So Littlefinger has a game he plays when he's just bored sitting around. So we're going to use his little mind game and see, see if we can figure out the, the motivations of, of people. Um, around us and in the world. Uh, and of course, we've got some scorchers today. We've got some wildfire hot takes that are going to be coming in fast and furious. And we're going to close out with the Book of Brothers and the It Is Known Prediction segment. Um, but first, we're going to go to the box score. And of course, the box score, the only statistic we care about is kills. And for it being a final episode of a season kevin not a ton of kills not a ton no not not a ton i mean a so, wall came down that was a pretty big kill but yeah a lot of people i guess did die there so that's true like i i put it as a hundred so knights king a hundred anybody want to disagree with me say there's a hundred knights watchmen slash wildlings there at uh, east watch who died I, I say that's probably fair sounds good that's that probably works uh going through the other kills theon got one kill how about that I didn't like that scene. I yeah, liked okay. Uh, here's a hot take. I liked all of the Theon stuff up until the nut shot. <laughs> like I actually really liked the Theon Jon Snow scene. I liked the scene of that guy he Theon fighting that guy up until the nut shot because they really are saying like the nut shots what turned around that fight. Like yeah, that, that guy tried weird. to kick. Theon in the nuts and then it didn't work and then that's when Theon turns the tables. I had this weird thought. I, I don't know if you ever played Punch Out as a kid, but oh, yeah. remember Mac and you'd get the stars and you'd hit select and he'd do the and like hit him really hard. Yep, star punch. Yep, star punch. It. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But you had to do the sound effect. You know, punch. Like to me, it seemed like uh, he was getting he was getting beat up and then he got like the star punch. Once he got kicked in the nuts, <laughs> like that's what it felt like to me. Like something happened, and it's like, but it took like getting hit in the nuts to to like get the star punch. And like I didn't really put the two together, but that in my mind, watching that scene, that's what I was thinking about. Like he's Mac. Yeah, well, the referee should have called. Yeah, referee should have called that fight. Mario should have called that TKO'd that fight uh, much <laughs> earlier than it went on. But anyway, Theon gets a kill. Uh, good for him. I, I guess he's got some kind of mojo back uh, going after his sister. But my my, my thought on that is. We spent this entire episode going over how important it is for everybody to go fight the dead people. And then Theon's like, mm, yeah. not going to go do that. Yeah. And John's like, go ahead and go. John, you spend the entire whole series, like since episode six, trying to convince people to go fight the White Walkers. You're just going to let your dude go? Like, you just, like, made him part of Team Stark. Yeah, no, I agree. Um I, I didn't really like that scene. I, that was probably my least favorite scene of the whole thing. I think as a group, we were watching it going like, Ugh, this is weird. And then, but I kind of liked everything else. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I did too. I did too. Let's move on to uh, a pretty crazy scene with Arya. Arya gets one kill and that's Littlefinger. Uh, sudden takes his voice away. Can't really talk. Bleeds out in the middle of the floor. Reminiscent of, uh, Littlefinger's coup against uh, that put uh, Joffrey on the throne, except in Winterfell this time. You know, I warned you not to trust me, but mm. it's going the other way. What do you think about Littlefinger um, going the way of Ned Stark via Arya Stark? 
I liked the way he was killed. I did not really love the way he went out, though. Like, he went out on his knees, like, begging. I think he's way above that. He needed to Easy. be killed. Yeah. Well, he he obviously fell off. I mean, he he. I don't know what happened. Maybe he literally was, like, so in love that he just could not, like, get past it. But I never really felt that. Like, that always felt a little weird. I don't know if it was to you, too, but... Like, whatever it was with between him and Sansa, like, it never quite worked for me. Like, I always thought he was playing a long game. And when it turned out that maybe he really was not playing a long game, like, maybe he was there for for Sansa. Like, I, I don't know. It just it didn't feel quite right to me. Yeah, we've got some uh, hotter takes uh, coming up on Littlefinger, but we'll just uh, we'll leave it at the fact that Arya gets one kill and uh, she... Uh, gets into the box score. And the last one, John gets one kill, kills the White Walker in the dragon pit with the dragon glass, uh, convinces Cersei sort of to uh, send her army up, at least for the moment, or at least she pretended to. So anyway, with that being considered, Theon with one kill, Arya with one kill, John with one kill, Night's King with eh, 100. <laughs> Let's move on to the MVP of the episode. And of course, the criteria is whatever you want. Who did the most to advance their cause? Who was just the most badass or just cuz? Kevin, I'm going to give you some candidates. I'm going to I'm going to say a, a duo here. A duo of Arya and Sansa. Mm. I'm going to give you Cersei. I'm going to give you Theon. I'm going to give you another duo of Jon and Daenerys. And then I'm going to give you the Night King. Those are some pretty heavy hitters. What do you think? Oh, we'll throw Now nah, let's leave it at that. Can we leave throw Bronn in there? Did you say Bronn? I didn't say Braun, but we'll, Can we we'll throw, throw Braun in there. <laughs> I'm going to throw Braun in his honorable mention. He's not my choice, but Braun had a pretty good episode for a couple of reasons. One, he had has had this problem where he's been having to choose between Tyrion and Jamie. And Tyrion again told him, I'll pay you double whatever they're paying, right? So he, he learned that again. And now he has the opportunity because, uh, be, because uh, Jamie's leaving he sort of can maybe play both sides, like best of both worlds. Like I get to still do what Jamie asked me to do and they've become bros and I could still work for Tyrion, maybe make double and everyone's together. We're like a big crew again. We're all friends. Like he had a pretty good episode. If that's how that plays out, which I really hope that's how that plays out. Okay. So you, are you voting for Braun? Is that your, he's your he's my honorable mention. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. Okay. So let's go with, with MVP. Any, any, I mean, Hot the Night's takes. King had a pretty good episode. Yeah, he was in it for a very brief point in time. But once again, what he's been trying to do the whole show, since yeah. we've met the Night's King, since we've learned that the White Walkers exist, was to get across the wall. And they did that. Yeah, he did work. I, you know, I kind of also like uh, Cersei. I don't know if she was on your list, but yeah, Cersei had was. a pretty good episode. She, uh, you know what? Her plan, I not like her plan. I like not her bad. plan. Not that bad. Was, that was a hot take, but... I'll say right here, I like her plan. She's got a good plan. Respect. Yeah, Respect the plan. She's a, she's a player still. She's yeah, a player. She's still a player. Right, I'm going to go with the Night King. This is a, a Night King season. He gets a dragon. He gets his army across. He's going to go to battle. What was a better moment for the Night King? The uh, blue fire bringing down the wall or hard home raising the arms? Well, you know I'm like big into shit talking, so I'm gonna probably go with the raising the arms. Absolutely, because it's, it's, it's more best. like it's more emotional. 
Absolutely. You know, it's it's it it worked. Like John was freaking out. Like oh, the blue fire thing. Like yeah, whatever. But you felt it. You felt the arms. One hundred percent agree. He's had some good moments. All right, there you go. Okay. Uh, We've got. uh, We're not going to make some decisions on these things in terms of rookie of the year and Hall of Fame. But let's go over the rookie of the year uh, candidates. I think there's two. (laughs) I think it's. Maester Ebros, Archmaester Ebros, the guy who's uh, who uh, uh, Sam has been hanging out with, and then the two guards at the gate at Winterfell. Those guys win, <laughs> and I think that those that, those guys are going to share it. Those guys, but anyway, that's any, there may be a couple others we need to go back, but I just kind of wanted to give people, you know, looking to send their ballots in, uh, who should win. Uh, those are the two at uh, least under consideration from us. Uh, now let's move on to the Hall of Fame. Uh, a couple things that we need to discuss. Uh, you know, uh, this is of course the Hall of Fame as voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of Westeros. And to be qualified for the Hall of Fame, you must be dead. Uh, at least one qualifier this episode in Littlefinger. At least one. Yeah, he's in. He's probably in. He's first in, ballot. Sure. First ballot. He fell off at the end, though. I mean, we got to say that okay. he fell off. But uh, we're going to talk about the season seven uh, Hall of Fame candidates here uh, momentarily. But before that, we need to talk about our boys, Tormund and Beric. They're alive. Are hot they? Take. Hot are take they alive. alive? Hot take alive. Yep. Oh, I think everyone else thinks they're alive. I think hot take dead. Oh, is that right? I everyone, hot. everyone at our watch party said they were dead. I thought they were alive. Mm. If you watch it again, they were at the top of the wall, and they were running they, down. Yeah, but then. All the stuff behind them fell, mm-hmm. and they were still on the part that was like up. Okay, but then the whole dragon came and knocked everything down. Everything down. <laughs> so I say hot take dead, but we're not gonna go. We're not gonna put them as Hall of Fame qualifiers until we know odds. What do you set the odds at? That alive they're or alive. Dead? Oof. Alive. I'm probably minus gonna 200. say alive minus two hundred, and I'm gonna take dead. I'm gonna Ooh. take the. I'm gonna take the little. The bonus. I'll, I'll, I'll take that action right little, now. A little premium. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'll take that action. We won't put uh, on it. It's not like we're recording this or anything, so you won't ever remember. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll put that on the board. Put that on the board. Uh, but we're going to also talk about the 10 Hall of Fame candidates that were uh, granted at least qualification for a Hall of Fame entry this season. And I asked you to rank in order of uh, deservedness or, or in order of likelihood uh, who's going to get in from, from 1 to 10. And I don't know if you did 10 is most likely or, or whatever, but I'm going to read off this in, in order, some kind of order, and I want you to go back and give me the likelihood of them getting into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Likelihood or merit? What are we talking about? Just straight uh, up. However you did it. Okay. How did you do it? I did it by the ones I would vote for. That's that's what I wanted. Yeah, okay. that's what I wanted. Uh, okay, so here are the the qualifi- qualifiers for this season, season seven. Nymeria Sand, Obara Sand, Tyene Sand, yeah, Queen of Thorns, Randall Tarly, Dickon Tar- Tarly, Thoros Amir, Benjen Stark, Viserion the Dragon, and Littlefinger. This does not include Beric Dondarrion or Tormund, Giants, Bane. So, of those ten, start with your least likely or least deserving. Obara Sand. Obara Sand. Which one's Obara? I think she's the the 
annoying one. Like the Which, more annoying of the three. The one with the, the daggers that, or the spear? Spear. I'm pretty sure okay. she's spear. Okay. She was my least favorite. Okay. Second least favorite? Nightmare to Sand. Okay. <laughs> I thought that would be the That next was an one. easy one. So <laughs> she's the one with the daggers and the longer hair? Correct. Okay. Okay, so we got the Sand Snakes, at least those two, out early. Now, does Tyene come in next? Nope. Uh, see, I didn't think so. I knew Tyene would be higher on your list. Okay, nope. so we've got uh, Obara Sand, Namiri Sand, then who do you have? Randall Tarly. Randall! So you put Dick on ahead of Brandon. I did. I did so, that indeed. So Randall... Because what do we know about Randall? Like Randall defeated... To- he's the only guy to defeat Robert Baratheon uh, in battle. I guess. I mean, haven't seen it. It's like old baseball players. Like I'm sure they were good, but I didn't see them, so I don't know. Okay, fair enough. So Randall, not a good showing uh, on your ballot. So he let's wasn't, move on. He to wasn't no- a good showing in the show. What did That's he do? True. He complained. He was like well, a jerk, and, he, and, and he then let he Sam steal his got sword. Roasted. Yeah. Yeah. Never leave your sword alone. Obviously. If I had a sword like that, I would always wear it. Oh, definitely. Even in bed. All right, so those are the the first three. Who do you have at number four? Viserion. Viserion. Okay, so he is a dragon. He is cool. Not a big stat we, guy. We didn't, didn't see fill much up the from statue. him. Yeah, he was just kind of there. Um, so like of the dragons, like that's the one that should go. Pretty so weak. not a not a hall of famer. Not a hall of famer. Okay, let's move on to number five. This is Dickon Tarly. Okay, so <laughs> Dickon only two spots away. In the show, did have a couple moments. He did. Saved Jamie, saved Braun, whoever. He had a heroic moment. Mm-hmm. A cool name. Great name. Great name. I mean, that goes a long way. And you know what? Kind of dumb, but also pretty honorable. Mm-hmm. You know? pretty. I mean, he didn't. He could have uh, been Lord of Hornhill or whatever it is. And that was a nice castle, too. Hornhill. That was maybe the nicest castle in the whole show. Nicest castle. That's pretty is bold. There, like, it's a freaking compound. Remember that thing when they pulled up? We're like, whoa, where did that place come from? That's true. And we hadn't seen a good castle in a while. Like, we're pretty spoiled with castles this season, but it's been a while since we've, you know, seen something new. Right, right. Anyway. I would take that one oh, a zillion times over whatever we saw at Casterly Rock. Mm, Casterly like, give Rock. me Hornhill. Not not tight, casually not tight, not tight. Not tight. Okay, not so tight. that was Dick on Tarly. Uh, now we're gonna move on to the top half. This does not necessarily mean they're Hall of Famers, but uh, they're more likely they're in the top half uh, of the right. selection. So so let's move on to number six, or this is our our sixth most likely or fifth most likely. Fourth, yeah. fifth most likely. Fifth yep, most yep, yep. likely. Benjamin Stark. Benjamin Stark. Okay, doesn't have a ton of screen time in the mm. entire series. Has some good moments. But uh, he does die yep. twice, really. I mean, the first time we don't see it, and he kind of comes back with the help of the children of the forest. You know, I like I guys. I like guys who don't die. My problem with him was while he showed up at the perfect time every time. I have a feeling. Again, we talked about this last episode. That really, he just sits on the sideline and waits until the perfect time. Like he could have been out there earlier helping. Hero ball. But he Benjamin, waits to the end to Benjamin, try to be a hero. Hero ball. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Uh, fourth most likely from season seven. All right. We'll let Tyene here. Tyene. Tyene. Tyene rose up the list. <laughs> you know, it's a. Tyene like, ahead of Benjen. 
It's like after they die, you like look back at their their body of work, especially the body of their body of work, and then you see what what uh, you know things that you might not have seen the first time uh, about their body of work, and then you you recognize why what you know what they brought to the show. And did you go so, uh, you know review the tape? Look over review some the film. tape. Yeah, yep. Went over some film. Film Watched study. Watch some film. Yeah. Yep. Had the uh, teleprompter and everything. Yeah, watch some film. Okay, so Tyene is the fourth most likely. <laughs> Top three. Top threes we're getting close to, uh, not necessarily locks, but these are our real competitors. So number right. three. Thoros of Mir. Thoros of Mir. Solid top knot. Yep. yep. Flaming sword. He's up there. Could bring people back from the dead. Impressive. Drunk. Yeah. I See, this is one where I actually really do want to see the prequel. Because I want to see him running through the, what was it, through the gates of... Uh, storming the breach Stor- at Storming at the Pike. breach. <laughs> uh, big, big fan of Thoros. Sad to see him go. Right. Uh, Number two. Queen of Thorns. Queen of Thorns. It was always going to be a race between the Queen of Thorns and Littlefinger. You had the Queen of Thorns number two. Queen of Thorns obviously conspired to kill Joffrey, conspired with Littlefinger, and not only conspired to kill Joffrey, but succeeded. Joffrey did die in the uh, fourth season. Uh, her daughter did go on to marry uh, Tommen. The, the nicer time. the nicer of the Baratheon brothers, but it didn't end up uh, too well for her as her castle got taken by the Lannister army, and she died. But without getting a barb in before she died, I mean, she got that in. Mm-hmm. Cersei knows. Cersei knows now. Uh, so, any thoughts on Queen of Thorns? Oh, yeah. I think she's in. I think we've talked about this. I think she's in. Auto? Auto pick. I, Auto think, pick. Uh, I think Littlefinger's in, too. So why did you put Littlefinger ahead of Obara or Olena? Um, mostly because of the where he came from. You know what? He he kind of made something out of nothing. He was not uh, he was not born into a, a high high uh, high born family. I mean, he's like I guess he was like sort of high born, but he's like down here high born. And she was like way up here high born, and he did pretty good work for for. Uh, not having as many resources. Okay. I think Littlefinger's an auto Hall of Famer. He he may have a wing named after him. Ooh. He's he's that important. Like he we were gonna have a whole exhibit dedicated to uh Littlefinger's uh backstabbing and his uh <laughs> betrayals. The whole whole wing, whole exhibit with uh you you know, you go through those exhibits, you step into like where the video plays. Uh-huh. It's all gonna be about Littlefinger. This is a bit it's a big Death and a big Hall of Famer uh, for the Westeros Hall of Fame located <laughs> in Canton, Ohio. <laughs> uh, speaking we actually, of, yeah. we picked a city. We picked Didn't a city. Heron Hall? Was it Heron Hall? I don't remember. We, we oh, someone. no, it was like some town. We have to go back like and look. Some random town, yeah. Yeah, we have to go back and look. All right, mm-hmm. speaking of Littlefinger, we're going to play a little game that Littlefinger likes to play. So, in honor of Peter Baelish's death, we're going to play a game called Assume the Worst. And this is how you play, Kevin. You ready? It's yep. This is how you play. It's called Assume the Worst. And the first thing you do is you assume the worst. This is in regards to why someone's doing something. Okay. Discovering someone's motivations. Assume the worst. What is the worst reason they could possibly have for saying the thing they say and doing what they do? And then right. you got to ask yourself, how well does that reason explain what they say Mm-hmm. 
and what they do. So let's just okay. see if we can use this game and apply it to what's going on in the world right now. I bet using his little secret, secret to success, we can kind of figure out why the world is the way it is, why people are acting the way they act, why they're saying the things sure. that they say. So the first one I'm going to give you, kind of up your alley a little bit, why does Tiger Woods not play golf anymore? Okay, so we got to assume the worst, right? Worst uh, for Tiger Woods is, uh, let's just say it, he loses his craft, his back goes out, uh, becomes a drug addict, divorces his supermodel wife. Oh, I guess that, that actually was what happened, wasn't it? That's real. <laughs> I think that was the worst. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. That's probably real. He's never going to get a major again. All of that because, uh, mostly because he became a drug addict. He divorced his wife and he doesn't have yeah, a back so anymore. Yeah, so usually when you assume the worst in this little finger game, like you, you come up with these outrageous stories, but this one... That's, that's it. That's the one. Re- this one's real. This one's real. All right. Uh, I've got one more for you. George R.R. R. Martin. Why won't he finish the books? So Ooh. assume the worst. He died 35 years ago. Oh. <laughs> okay, so the worst possible thing is he died 35 years ago. How does that explain how he's not released any more books? <laughs> See, here's the thing. He wrote all the books. The last two books are done, but he buried them in various places, put together a map for his publishers to find, and they can't find them. They just That's, can't find the last two? They can't find the last two. Oh. That's it. That's what Brutal. we're waiting on. It might be, I mean, it might be 100 years before we see it. You know, Littlefinger may be onto something. Like, this game, this game might work. It, tell me that that's not the worst case scenario. That's, that is the worst. And it does perfectly explain why it hasn't happened. All right, I have one for you. All right. Why does Kyrie Irving want to leave the Cavs? Ooh. So I've got to assume the worst. Why does Kyrie Irving want to leave Cleveland? If I assume the worst... It's because LeBron is a vampire. Makes sense. Yeah, and he'd want to leave Cleveland because he doesn't want to be bitten by a vampire. Makes total sense. I, I don't see why, like, this game is the way to solve the world's problems. Or I'm at least sure I, this is, identify. This is how Trump, like, governs, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Assume the worst. There's vampires in Cleveland. There's drug addicts in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There are dead people burying books <laughs> in New Mexico. <laughs> yep, there you go. All right, what's next, Andrew? We didn't really talk this over. <laughs> what's, what, what's next on the slate after uh, that game? All right, well, I had one more. Was, oh, okay. It was John Kelly. Why, did, why okay. does General John Kelly want to have this chief of staff job? Andrew, Andrew, why does General John Kelly uh, remain chief of staff? I don't know if this is assuming the worst, but it's like assuming... Well, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it's assuming the worst. I'm assuming that there's gold buried underneath the Oval Office, and then he has to be in the Oval Office. They just recently did that renovation in the White House, and so I think he was trying to unearth that gold. Is this like a George Clooney Three Kings type of thing? Like Iraqi kind of a three kings, kind of a three kings merged with the national treasure, merged with Ooh, Ocean's Eleven type I'm of situation. That. I'd watch that. Yeah. So John Kelly's trying to get the gold buried underneath the resolute desk. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. 
that was uh, that was interesting. That game kind of worked. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll just say this to the folks at home: if you're having trouble figuring out, like, why is my dog barking while I'm doing the podcast, or why is my dog taking my socks in the middle of the night, it, you got to just play this game. Assume, Assume the worst. worst. What's the worst reason they could have for doing what they're doing? Because my dog, your dog's hey, a vampire. My dog's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. There it is. There it is. Just play that game at home. It should work out for you. It worked out for Littlefinger for the most part. For the most part. For the most part. All right, Kevin. Uh, let's go to some important things. Some wildfire hot takes. Wildfire. Stand clear. Stand clear. Okay, Kevin. My first one. What do you think's on Cersei's breakup playlist? Ooh. Some dashboard. I mean- uh, always dashboard, like dashboards first. Uh, great question. Why do you, do you have an idea? So I got one. The when when she's doing the her whole deal with you, you're not allowed to leave. Like in the background, instead of this flowery song, you know, like violins and you know, they should just do like an OC style soundtrack, and then like the. <laughs> What's this? Say something. I'm giving up on you. Oh, that song. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do that one and just play that in the background. And then they should have just cut back to her, like with mascara, like running down her cheeks. All right, I like that. Uh, but Andrew, I just looked up uh, dashboard confessional albums, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give you a few songs that I think are on her playlist. You ready? Yeah, I got it. Uh, number one. Uh, number one, Ghost of a Good Thing. I like that. Uh, number two, Carve Your Heart. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, Several Ways to Die Trying. Yeah. These are these are uh, all Cersei songs. Number four, Little Bombs. She has big <laughs> bombs, though. Well, she has many, many, many little bombs that turn into oh, big a, bombs. Here's a good one. Number five, I Light My Own Fires. Uh, number six, matters of blood and connection. These are literally dashboard confessional songs. <laughs> <laughs> These are all Cersei soundtrack, Cersei breakup songs. Oh man, dashboard uh, confessional scream. was basically made for this breakup. Absolutely. Uh, okay, and I think that those that's those are the good. Oh wait, there's literally a song called Jamie. Let's see, there's literally a song called Jamie. Dashboard confessional needs to be the next cameo band. All right. There's literally a song. I, I, I'm, I'm, it's spelled different, but there is a song named Jamie. Uh, all right, Kevin. We're gonna move on. Uh, I'm gonna give you a grayscale update. John for sure has grayscale now. If he oh, yeah. didn't have grayscale last week, he definitely got grayscale from Danny this week. It's contractable in lots of ways. In Theon, and- yeah, Theon, as you'll notice, didn't want to get it contracted. Was wearing gloves. With his meeting with John, John went up and got close to him. Theon did not touch him. Would not smart. let him hug him. Theon, Theon knows. Theon's smart. So who all has uh, grayscale now? We know Danny does. Sam has it. Yeah. Jorah, Danny, obviously. Jorah, Danny, John. Uh, John. Let's just assume Drogon. Like, who's, Drogon's got it. Um, who else? I think the onion knight he's got it by now 
probably like they've probably given high fives. They're probably I mean they've obviously high fived. Like they, they high fived like after guys. after the boat situation. Sure. He obviously left and then gave he just walked out on United high five. Fives. <laughs> I mean that's obviously when he got up top. Got a grayscale. Uh all right. Uh let's talk about Littlefinger a little bit more. Littlefinger fell off. My only comment is Littlefinger is like Tracy McGrady, right? Like Tracy McGrady started off early, young guy in Toronto, you know, tr- killing it. You know, goes from a guy trying to work his way up, averages 32 points a game in his, you know, when he's 22 years old. Oh, yeah. And then towards the end, like, he can't even get a contract with Detroit. Averages like five points a game, gets cut early, doesn't Bad start news. a game. Like he goes and he like wins, helps wins this uh, battle of the bastards. He brings the Knights of the Vale, and then just kind of lingers, and doesn't do a whole lot, and then he gets killed by a bunch of girls. So Littlefinger is the Tracy McGrady of Westeros. I like that take, and I think you're right. Um, I just I don't know what happened here. We were sort of on board with. Littlefinger still having a chance to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of all this. I don't think that's going to happen now, Andrew. No. I mean, I thought that it would be a, you know, he would take over after the, the war with the undead for some war with the dead. For some reason, like he would be the guy to sweep in. Nope. Got killed by some girls. (laughs) Oh man. All right, here, I have a, a hot take for you. Um, my favorite, seen in this episode and probably in season seven was uh, when the white Walker got split up, you know, and his hand was like moving around and Kyburn like sat back in his chair, saw it all happen unfold his face came over. I'm like, I got to get my hands on this. <laughs> and he like saunters over and he's like, let me see what is going on here. Like this look on his face was the best because he's, he's obviously into that stuff. You know? Kyburn is a man of science. <laughs> he is. He's, he's going to be the one to save us all. He's going to be the one to figure this out. Dead serious. Like I'm on board with that take. I forget Sam. Like Sam is a novice compared to what Kyburn can bring to the table. Kyburn uh, was so good at being a maester that they kicked him out. Like he got too good. Yeah. Yep. Sam just started. I mean, Sam could have got there because he was already like sort of making moves. Uh, but you know, he left too early. So I'm I'm totally know. on board with your with your Kyburn take. I'm totally on board. Uh so this whole episode was geared around having this dragon pit meeting where they bring in this white walker, bring in this white, this undead zombie um, from the north and presenting it in front of everyone so everyone can all join together and go north and defeat them. But Cersei's not going to go. This is a better plan that I came up with. Cersei does not, doesn't matter. She was never going to help you to begin with, and what help she could offer isn't really much. Like, she has the Lannister army, which isn't worth much these days. Right. Here's a better plan. Take your boat, take the White Walker or the undead, and sail it to Bravos. Show the undead to Tycho Nestoris of the Iron Bank. He's got interest investments everywhere, all over Westeros. Okay. He's going to be the one to give you money. 
So you give you get all that money, and then you buy the Golden Company. Use the Golden Company to go up and fight the White Walkers. The bankers are the ones who control this world. You don't do this whole song and dance in, in King's Landing. You do the whole song and dance on Wall Street. You go to Bravos. That's how that should have worked out. Yeah, I'm sort of into that. Although, if it's true that the White Walkers can't make it over to Bravos and can't make it off of Westeros... They've already got paid, is my understanding. So, like, they don't really have any outstanding debts in Westeros. Like, worst case scenario, all those people die. And the banker's like, meh, we can go back and start investing in other stuff. What's Coffins. true? But do you have any, like, KFC franchises and uh, CVSs they have that's, investments that's in? That's a good point. All over Westeros? All that's those are going to go away. Yeah, we need those. There's a lot of vape shops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right let's see i have another hot take for you andrew uh how about this one um the uh the wall andrew the wall coming down famous walls that have come down where would you put this one in the ranks okay so let's go through what we have we've got the berlin wall yeah we've got the great wall of china which which did not come down it's sort of still there (laughs) <laughs> but it's like it's getting old. It might have deteriorated a couple spots. Um, what other walls? There's like a lot of like breaking down of emotional walls. I think okay out there. Like there's some. <laughs> there's, there's been some of that. I'm not gonna really give an example because I so can't like really think of some sort of some sort of catharsis emotional moment in history. Emotional. Yeah. Um. You know. Okay, so I'll go with Berlin Wall number one. Uh, number two when. Rachel watched her prom video where Ross was going to take her. And then she got like, Oh, all emotional about it. And then that emotional wall between race Ross and Rachel broke down and then she went and kissed him. And then that's when that whole thing started. That's a thing. That's number yeah. two, a that close, a close two. And actually that's like the, one of the three episodes of that show I've ever seen. I was going to say, you really know that show. <laughs> no, it's like, not very many, but do you, like, do I, you have a friend's podcast. I don't know. About <laughs> no, I don't. We maybe we need to start one. Like eh. we, we got to have something to do. <laughs> uh, basketball is about to start. That's true. Um, Miley Cyrus had a wrecking ball that took down walls. Probably. Viserion Pro- was kind of like a wrecking ball. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Right, okay. So that's that's my order. That's okay. my order. <laughs> Good talk. Uh, um, I've got one more for you. Something I just want to stew on for a second. What does it mean when the hound said to the mountain, "This is not how it ends for you, brother. You know who's coming for you. You've always known." What does that mean? What does that mean, Kevin? I think Ghostbusters is, are coming. This is oh really? That's yeah. that's that's who they're gonna call. Yeah, the Ghostbusters have always been coming for. Uh-huh. Okay. I've been thinking about this. The female question. Ghostbusters. It's twenty sixteen. So we're recording this on a Monday night. This probably happened twenty four hours ago. I've been thinking about this question about what the hound meant by that for probably twenty three and a half hours. I'm pretty sure he meant him. Him? But he said, You know who's coming for you. Like why didn't he mean like that now? Like he he would he wouldn't have said that if it meant him. Why you not? mean like their dad? Because he would have said riddles. like, you know, I've been coming for you. I don't know. That's a good question. I think he meant him. That, I'm pretty sure that's what he was talking about. Because they were hyping the Cool Game Bowl. Well, well, it was the... Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that's how he's going to die. 
But yeah, I I agree. It was strangely worded. I think there's more, I think there's more mystery to it than that. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got for hot takes. Any more hot takes, Kevin? Yeah, I got two more. Danny uh, comes into the uh, fire or to the pit, uh, dragon pit there on Drogon. It kind of reminded me of like arriving to spring training and like some crazy vehicle like, hey, where's Willie Mays Hayes? And then he shows up in like a 40 passenger limo or like, where's Patrick Peterson? And then he shows up in a helicopter and like flies onto the field. Where's Danny? Oh, he's probably on the dragon again. And she shows up. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of liked her entrance. That was impressive. But uh, she, she's she's kind of showing it up, like uh, arriving for spring training. Yeah, just just you know, maybe maybe take a horse. Yeah, we'll save Which, some money. Yeah, so let's just save a little bit. Like Drogon's probably pretty tired. He just got back from a big battle. Plus, Andrew, if she's going to be the leader, she needs to learn to reduce her carbon footprint. Because I'm pretty sure Drogon, like of all ways to travel, has the biggest carbon footprint out there in Westeros. Agree or disagree? A lot of smoke, a lot of burning, a lot of uh, ash in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't get to control him. Like, if Drogon's hungry, he's going to burn some sheep, burn a field, and eat what he <laughs> wants. Like, the dragon doesn't know... If something is not theirs, so carbon you know, footprint, huge carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. And there you go. one more hot take, Kevin. Oh yeah, I got one more. Um, so Bran, right? He's got uh, he's got video cameras set up all over Westeros, like Truman Show type stuff, right? And my favorite part about this episode was like he and Sam were talking, and they're like, "Oh gosh, we got we're piecing this all together," and okay, let's go see this wedding and, oh, let's go think about this and, oh, let's go check in on John. Oh, <laughs> whoa. whoa. We just found out this and I, oh, okay. Oh. Um, I need, need to, to talk tell, to John. We need to talk to John. <laughs> I need to talk to John. And you know Bran's creepy. You know he stuck around and watched. Yeah. He stuck around and watched a lot of weird stuff. Like, so this isn't even probably the weirdest thing that he's watched. No way, no way. Probably no, no effect on him. Even here's my yeah. deal with Bran, is that he acts like he's all all smart, like he knows everything, but he actually doesn't know things. He can just look them up because he didn't know yeah. about the marriage. He just went and looked it up. So it's no different than you and I. We have Wikipedia. He has a weirwood tree. There's no difference. He just acts all smug, smug about it. Yeah, if he needs to know, like, someone in the show, he could just, like, look in his weirwood tree. I just need to look on IMDb. Like, it takes me just as much time. Probably less. Right, right. So, I've got Google Fiber Internet. It goes don't act, Don't act so smart about it. You're not that <laughs> smart, Bran. That's a good uh, point. Anyway. Hey, real okay. quick. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. Did, did Danny get pregnant? Mm, maybe because they talked about that like all over let the episode, me let me they? tell you how that works kevin <laughs> sometimes i don't know we'll have to wait till next think, season well, well prediction remember, hot prediction. Take. remember the, the hot take she's pregnant and she's going to lay an ache it's right <laughs> so beginning of next season some time has passed i don't know what the gestation period for a human egg is <laughs> or a human dragon baby egg. But let's just say it's the, the length in between a season of te- television. First episode of next season, Danny lays an egg. 
and it's hatched and it's a dragon with Jon Snow's face on it. <laughs> Spin off. <laughs> Spin and off. It's named Trogdor. Trogdor. <laughs> Consummate right. bees, Kevin. Consummate bees. Okay, that'll end our, our last wildfire hot take, our official wildfire hot take of season seven. Let's move on and do our last book of brothers, official book of brothers. And uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a comment. And if you do leave a comment, put your name in there and we will induct you into the book of brothers. Book of brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings go out, huh? That is correct. All right, Kevin, I'll do the first one. Uh, we have a, a review from Rick, and Rick's nickname is Rick the Proprietor. And okay. uh, Rick's great deeds are that Rick opened an ale house in Flea Bottom that has been ranked number one by Time Out, Kansas, or Time Out King's Landing for three years <laughs> in a row. Rick's place is known for shuffleboard and two copper ale nights every night. It is also known for its local clientele and tries to keep the tourists uh, who come into town uh, for the theater and the brothels away. This is a, keep them away. This is a towny place. Locals joint. So Rick has himself one hell of an establishment down there in Flea Bottom. That sounds nice. Let me check that out. Uh, okay, I've got Michael who left a uh, comment, five-star review. Michael of House Maverick. Andrew. He's the best card player Planetos has ever seen. He was raised in Bravos, trained by the House of Black and White. And Andrew, he was the originator of the Game of Faces. Did you know that? So like Bran, he had the power of sight, but he didn't know shit about the future or like what happened in the past, only what cards you were holding in your hand. And he did that just by reading your face. He's the only player with a lifetime ban from the Westgate Westeros. But damn it, but damn it, Andrew, they respect him. Right. I mean, his name's on the wall for a reason. Right. Like maybe he gets hired as a security consultant. Still don't let him in the door. Don't let him in. But don't let him in. That's right. Also, Mike. Mike the Maverick. Love that. <laughs> uh speaking of the Westgate Westeros, we will have uh sometime before season eight starts, probably sooner rather than later. Uh, a bet sheet come out from Westgate Westeros uh, that determines questions like who's going to die. And I think we want to try to get that out before all the leaks come and the, uh, you know, camera stuff that happens in, in Croatia. Like, oh, this person's on the show. This person's not on the show. We're trying to probably do that earlier. So be on the lookout. Maybe we'll get a, a visit from Jimmy the Bravosi. I don't know. He's busy. Know. Football He's season's busy. coming up. J- Jimmy, right. yeah, Jimmy's got stuff to do. <laughs> He's out there handicapping his own. All right, before we leave, Kevin, give us one it is known prediction. Ooh, I uh I think the the Night King is going to win. So does everyone die or does maybe like Cersei make a deal with him? No, everybody dies and he sits on the Iron Throne. Is that what he wants? He wants to sit on the iron he wants to go all the way down there just to sit in a chair? Well yeah. Does he even well, know yeah. what eh, it's okay. You don't think he so? Wouldn't, he wouldn't, like, make an ice chair? No, he'd probably make an ice chair. That's a good point. Because the the the, the uh, chair was forged by Dragonfire, so he could make a, a, a chair forged by Blue Fire. <laughs> Whatever that stuff is. Is it hot oh, or cold? Sh- Ooh, it's probably, like, dry ice. It's, like, so cold okay. it's hot. I like that. 
That's what I think. No, I really do think that he's going to win and everyone dies. Okay, I'm going to go with Theon kills John. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's in it is known prediction, dude. It's it's known. I don't know. We had a buddy explain to us a theory that I can't fully explain, but it's when Sam is in there with the Grand Maesters, Maesters, Grand Maesters. Uh, they're talking about how the drowned god's gonna rise up and kill Aegon Targaryen. Uh, well, we now know that John is Aegon, Aegon Targaryen, right? Yeah, and Theon will be the only drowned god left, unless it's Euron. But Euron's not tight; like he's our guy, but he's not tight enough to kill Jon Snow. Yeah, probably true. But is is Theon will like like <laughs> I want to be a Greyjoy, not a Stark, and then he'll kill Jon. Hmm. Yeah, it could happen. Anyway, I mean that'll that'll do it for our it is known predictions. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. My- I want to just real quick. You know how this thing's going to end, right? Like it's it is going to end first of all with everyone dying. First of all, there will be a cool game bowl. Like we should probably just have that out there as a prediction. But you know, like Looney Tunes at the end, like you know, like Bugs Bunny takes a a bite out, and then like the the thing zooms in, and it's just like Bugs Bunny winks. That's what the Night's King is going to do, and that's going to be the end of the show. That's all, folks. <laughs> that's it. Wouldn't that be great? I like it. I, or they should do it like Wayne's World, where they do like different versions, Ooh, of different alternate endings. endings. Yeah, like the, this is the Thelma and Louise ending. This is the actually that makes the, a lot of sense. The the Scooby Doo ending because they got their faces. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they just keep pulling them off. It's it was like, all oh, Arya. Kids. It was Arya the whole time. <laughs> it was Jack and Hagar the whole time. Oh, I really like that idea. All right, let's do that instead. Forget the whole Night's King thing. I want like seven alternate endings. Yeah, I like that. All right. Just just a whole season of alternate endings. They're just it's just like David and, and Benioff and, and whatever, DB Weiss, whatever their names are, are just they're they don't know anymore what, what the actual ending is. So they just they're just like hedging all their ending bets. Everyone <laughs> so. will be happy because like seems like the further this show goes on, like everyone becomes unhappy for some reason because they've invented the ending in their head to begin with. Right. Just give everybody what they want. Give them their specific ending. And then there will not be any stories about a very problematic ending to Game of Thrones. Ooh, problematic. There won't be any podcasts mentioning the word problematic Mm-mm. about Game of Thrones. None of them. Mm-mm. Not zero, zero podcasts. They'll, they'll all be happy. They'll Everyone all will get what happy. they want. I like this. I like this a lot. I'm in. All right, Kevin. Uh, we've got some cleaning up to do. We've got some Hall of Famers to elect. We've got... Some betting sheets for season eight to go over. So we'll get back with you pretty quickly. Maybe not next week, but probably sometime this fall with all that information. Uh, Game of Thrones, we don't know when it's going to come back, but it'll come back. And when it's back, we will be here for your coverage. It's been fun doing it this season, Kevin. Have you had fun? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been great. Uh, I'm excited for season eight in, in three and a half years. Yeah. So in 2020, we'll be back. Until then, <laughs> Vala Magolis. Vala de Hyrus. Hey.